Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Jaybird Watching. I am Chris, and I'm going to be hosting tonight, along with Adam Corsair, Brendan Pinnacar, and Craig Borden. All four of us are back again. Guess what isn't back? <laughs> Friggin' baseball. <laughs> the, the sport we're trying Slava. to make. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, there's Usa. good news. On the way, Ken Rosenthal just tweeted that MLB is expected to make a written proposal shortly based on earlier conversations with the union. That is as of 7.09 on, what are we at, Tuesday night? Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. 3-8-2022. Before we get going, I would be remiss uh, if we didn't shout out Stadium Scene and Jay's Journal. They are partners in this wild ride. Thank you to those guys and go check them out because they do wonderful things just like we do. So go check it out. Boys, 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 boys. Uh, How are we feeling? Do we feel any different than the last we talked? What was that? Three weeks ago now? Anybody feeling any any more optimistic, pessimistic? Uh, Adam, go ahead. Listen. Back in my in my heyday as a single bachelor, I've been put through the ringer of will she, won't she way too many times to be confident about this. So uh, I'm still at the point where I'll, where I'm going to believe it when I see it. I don't when I hear the fact that the MLB is going to submit a written proposal to the Players Association and given what happened last time based on Stripling's description of the they tried to uh, implement some sneaky shit into the written proposal, um, I tend to lean towards a state of caution when it comes to anything written down by the MLB to the Players Association in terms of any deal. Uh, so I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm going to keep a, a, the better part of me saying I will believe it when I see it. Okay, okay. Uh, 
Craig, are you are are you are you feeling John Heyman? Are you feeling Bob Nightingale, or are you still waiting on passing? You're hurting me. <laughs> I'm going to die here. Maybe choke a little bit. So to that point, um, I'm going to go one step further where Adam was going here. This is the MLB version of Catfish. It's what's going on yeah. right now, right? <laughs> yeah. um, I really hope there's something going on to this whole thing. It's been too long, and I think that they... If they aren't feeling the pressure from this whole thing, Chris, they're really stupid. And maybe the game deserves to die if they can't figure this shit out in this come time frame. Because everybody that is going through this whole thing with everybody, I love this game. I don't want it going anywhere. And I'm dying just like the four of you or three of you to get back to baseball and get back to hearing anything besides the fact that, you know, we have minor league guys down at the camp. (laughs) Let's Mm -hmm. go with anything right now. Um, But. I'm still skeptical to the fact that the owners really just don't want this thing to end. I really don't think they do, which is the stupidest thing on the planet. And I just don't get it. Okay. Well, expand on that for me a little bit. Why don't the owners want this to end? For some reason, they think this is a power play against the major players, the union. And I think they're really just trying to, assert their authority and they're doing it in the way that they're killing the damn game that they're actually trying to make make a profit from Mm -hmm. this whole thing is just reeks of stupid and that might be the way i named this episode tonight (laughs) (laughs) Uh, reeks of stupid stupid. (laughs) not crazy where where are you at optimistic pessimistic brendan i know you were you were leaning on the side well earlier this week or over the weekend you were saying that the season was doomed but uh it, has that picked up a little bit after today or or where I, are we at based on what happened last week was it last week already last week monday tuesday when they yeah. had a fake deadline that was imposed and same people who were saying there was optimism uh are saying it again and lo and behold it was total BS that they were fed from the MLB to try to make the players look bad. Um, They cost me a fantastic night of sleep because I was getting excited myself and I could not (laughs) fall asleep uh, until at least 1230 uh, that night because I kept on checking my phone. I'd try to fall asleep. It's like, oh, I wonder if there's been some progress because, you know, last week how it was always like, oh, Dan Halem, Morgan Sword and all these guys, they're going over the player side. Okay, Um, they're going back this way. They're going back that way. It's like, you know, it, it seems like they were making some progress, but it ended up being all BS uh, that was fed from the league. Um, you saw their negotiating tactics were to try to corner MLB into a deal or, or the Players Association into a deal, uh, mm-hmm. and they weren't having any of it. Um, do I believe this time maybe it's a little bit different? Maybe a little, but I'm like Adam and Craig. I mean, it's impossible for me to get excited about it right now. I don't think I've ever been as mad at a sport as I am MLB right now because we could see this coming in 2020. We could see this coming last year too, especially 2020 when they could barely come to a deal on how to pay their players for a 60-game season. Um, They're doomed with Manfred. There are eight owners who are not in the ownership of baseball teams for the right reasons. They're only there to solely make money. And it's also pretty scummy that you're seeing TV deals getting announced when there's no baseball to be played. Like, how the hell does Apple mm. want anything to do with baseball right now uh, when there is no guarantee of games going on this year? And mm. maybe that's part of the reason why they're trying to maybe escalate it because, like, owners, we got a lot of money coming into us if we play this season. So, you know what? Maybe let's try to go a little bit closer to the players' side of things and make a compromise. And it sounds like there's some compromises happening, but I, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, 
that that's fair. That's fair. Um, if you want to touch on maybe, do you know the details at all of the Apple uh, thing, Brendan? All I know from reading it today is that it. I think there's. Um, it's another streaming service, so that's another issue in itself, where they're making the mm-hmm. game harder for people to watch, um, who don't want to pay for subscription over subscription over subscription, or MLB TV and all these blackouts mm-hmm. and shit. Um, or but the it's fact like, that the Yes Network is like this close to being Amazon. <laughs> Just it's, saying, it's all going in the wrong direction and, and not as accessible for people who maybe are living at home or don't have the money to pay for additional subscriptions to tv channels or streaming platforms but as far as i know just in terms of what the product would be i think they're branding it as friday night baseball and i think two games are shown probably like a 7 p.m eastern and a 10 p.m eastern type of deal Mm -hmm. um yeah that's all i know so far but it's gonna give the owners a lot of money uh that's for sure there's also a uh, a weekly show that they're doing like a weekly talk show on uh, baseball i I didn't hear about that do you think this is this in addition to the espn fund that we heard like yes. two weeks ago mm-hmm. that there is a okay, giant sum of money on the table for those extra playoff games that the, yeah. if I'm the players, I would have said, well, if you guys can, t- we'll do, we'll give you your damn playoff games. If you give us this, you know, collective bargaining or the bonus pool money that we've been talking mm-hmm. about here and call it a day, they're going to make, make an extra money. Let's just call this a wash. You would think yeah. that'd be the way the logical fun is here. But to that point, yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about the playoff thing later, but that 14 teams is just nuts and non-competitive. What, what was it? That, so dumb. there's it's some tight. 500 teams that make the playoffs. Okay, fine. If you want to let them run the gauntlet at each other, fine. I'm sorry. I'm not derailing. <laughs> yeah. So Adam, I, I, I want to get your take on this because you, you seem to be involved with the media side a little bit more. Um, if Apple, well, it, obviously this is going through, is there something that Apple could do um, to make a ball game more engaging on a streaming service uh and what would you like to see them do to make that more engaging like is is there something Uh, like a manning cast um so that's got that actually got brought up i think they're they're trying to do that with jeter on espn really Uh that would be a lot better than alex rodriguez which is who i heard the first time yeah (laughs) um let's got let's bring a guy in to be that you know, the man in cast that was trying to destroy baseball in his own right. That sounds like a very owner's move right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, just off the top of my head, what would I like to hear or see? Mm-hmm. Um, what would make you subscribe to it? Uncensored clubhouse. That'd be cool. Uncensored uh, mic'd players. Completely uncensored. Get a real feel for, you know, how they're communicating things. Um how they're communicating with each other when there's blunders. I want to hear profanity. I want to hear what the managers are yelling about to the umpires. I want to hear it all. Like, give me the real in-game experience as if I'm on it's the field. It's got, like, HBO special written all yeah, over it. Yeah, I, I, I want yeah. it. Um, yeah. The problem is, is that then you're, you got to deal with, oh, well, now that's stuff that other MLB teams can use for leverage in terms of, like, I don't know, cheating or whatever. Maybe you can finesse that down the line. But yeah. if they're in the ballpark, maybe they're already getting that anyway. Maybe they already are attuned to it. But as a fan, I would love to hear that over any sort of broadcast, any sort of play-by-play. Um, Definitely. Just crank it up. It's like I said, I'm I'm on the field at that time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, uh, maybe to 
I mean, I know fantasy baseball is one of the worst fantasy sports because it's literally every day. But if you can make it a little bit more exciting by having some sort of like red zone kind of thing with baseball where, you know, how there's, I don't know, 15 different games maybe at one time um, on at once, if not at least 10 on at once, um, you have like the highlights of that, like a red zone kind of thing. It would be definitely a lot slower than red zone and i'm not saying it's going to be an apples to apples comparison but something to make people more engaged and maybe you're going to get more people to be engaged in a mlb fantasy aspect that'd be cool um just things like that like taking little i don't know suggestions and taking little ideas that the nfl uses and just making it their your own but number one thing i've always wanted is a, is a legit on-field experience uncensored yeah give me mm-hmm. just give me the whole thing. that'd be really cool Craig, what do, what do you want to see? What what would make you subscribe to something like this? So to that point, I see where Adam is very uh, tantalized over here in the full uncensored strocast from Marcus Stroman on his Twitter account all during a game. <laughs> oh, yeah? Does it? <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming you guys saw the, basically, he said F-man for it right in the middle oh, of the yeah, yeah. tweet a few yeah, weeks ago. That's yeah, why so. I was kind of in the ballpark of saying He's actually that. very engaging during the playoffs, um, talking about things. To be 100% honest. My yeah. And to that point, I'm in the ballpark. Just give Anthony Rizzo a damn microphone and just let him, you know, pick a player on each team. And you're, that's like, as Blue Jay fans, if we were able to hear like what freaking, uh, you know, Murinori Kawasaki was doing all game back in the day, that would have been hysterical, right? That That's premium TV right there, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> or right now, just having, you know, P- player impressions with Vlad after the game, <laughs> him sitting there going, bing, 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 doing a simber, <laughs> whatever it might be. That is right up there. But to that fact, some kind of level, of, it's got to be some kind of fun to that point. Yes. I don't, I, um, I love hearing the all the, where you're going with it, with everything, Adam, with the uh, uncensored content and whatnot. But to the point too, I know we, we play baseball. We know what's really going on. Everybody's just cussing out umpires and, you know, we're going to have uh, machines going in a few years to the point where <laughs> we're but taking over the umpires. I, I get you. But I um, hear what I, a manager has to say to get ejected. I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, as Blue Jays fans, you will never hear that. or at least with our intern manager that you are so, uh, so still tentatively slated to, I believe. Oh yeah, he's a bridge. <laughs> Yeah. So, but uh, I I think it's just the getting back to the marketing the players properly, right? What the heck's Mike try up to? Oh, he's fishing for trout. Okay, great. <laughs> Show that you know the guy catches freaking giant marlins all the time. You know, just having like you know, I love the inside the locker room stuff for the NFL that they do on um, is that HBO or Showtime that does that? I can't remember. HBO <laughs> does hard knocks. Give me like yeah, a that's training, what it like a spring training. Right. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. and honestly, that would be the best thing I think right there. If you were spring training games are freaking boring. I love watching them and everything, but it's really just because I'm a freaking stat nerd and I like to see the rookies. I am the minor league mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> so, but you know what? But also for the average that, fan. Yeah. That might expose like how minor leaguers live. Right. They'll never yeah. do it. Yeah. And, and they, would, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do Especially that. Especially what's going on. That'd be really cool. If everyone <laughs> saw it and the public was like, whoa, like you are living off of ramen. This is a ra-. and then more pressure builds up. So but yeah, like, remember that time we thought that with Daniel Norris was just really cool and funky and cute that he like, lived in his yeah. van. Yeah. Now that was just how minor leaguers are. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but no, I think there's got to be some way that they can find a few key players like that to in the life of whoever the hell they pick. Right. Mm-hmm. And kind of wander mm-hmm. around and go with that. And I think there's enough baseball personalities that that would be doable. And um, like I said, if <laughs> we, we see how many characters we have on our ball club, I figure that it can't be that hard of a problem to find even, especially like a team like the Tigers, which is like all young guys finding somebody to goof around with and hang out with. You know, you think the Orioles wouldn't kill for some extra publicity like that right yeah. now just to be able to look at their ball club? I'm sure there's all sorts of shenanigans going on and everybody fighting for jobs and something like that and that kind of a team. That would be very intriguing and fun to watch, I think. Brendan, what makes you subscribe? Uh, a lot of what you guys said. I think just also throughout the week, um, being able to, I don't know if they could do like a, a daily podcast type of thing, kind of like the guys at Talking Baseball do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one podcast. Oh, Jay Bird watching. Or Jay Bird watching. Or Chicken we Strip. To do so, then we would go daily. Uh, but yeah. um, I, the, the podcast I've listened to most consistently the last like three years has been Pro Football Talk with Florio and Chris Sims. Just so because it's about the day-to-day stuff Very every awesome. single day. Just the latest news happenings, thoughts, perspectives about all the different teams around the league, that kind of stuff. And I like that. I don't like um, – well, I, I don't know how to I don't know how to say it. But it just feels just a little bit more as like NFL's always in the news somehow, some way. Sure, you could probably do the same for baseball, especially when it's played every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can come up with NFL content to do two hours of a show um, yeah. in the off season, preseason, all that different kind of stuff, you could do the same for baseball. Um, there's no reason to not. So yeah, probably just access to podcasts, exclusive content, like Craig was saying, like follow players around, see what their day-to-day is like. Um, if you do a hard knocks type thing too, that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, yeah, it's super curious to see where this will go because it, in my mind, it seems like it's kind of made the negotiations heat up a little bit where the owners know they have so much more money that pot- mm-hmm. could potentially come to them. Only yeah, thing, again, yeah. players know that and they're going to want more, but hopefully not too much more because it looks like some of the gaps have closed a little bit, but who knows. Yeah, but to that point, there's so much of that. If it's the players allowing that kind of thing into their clubhouse, I know there's a certain line there where the owners would have to sign off of it and get a cut. But if you're talking, like I said, like Boba Chet has somebody following him around with a goddamn camera going, it's, you know, Bo lives baseball or whatever the hell you call it, right? <laughs> um, he's the one getting paid at the end of the day. Yeah, like give me, give it's me, not. Give me that with his dad. Like give me a like a hitting session with his dad. I would love to see that. Or like more to your point. Trolling uh, with Dante. Yeah, like more to your point, Brendan. Um, you know, when it comes to media content, like Rogers is on McAfee's show every Monday morning or Tuesday, All something like that. Yeah, give yeah. me if you're gonna have that, give me I don't know, like sure. maybe tre- obviously Trevor Bauer is in hot water. He's not the kind of guy that you want right now, but uh, full on Bauer outage at this point. Yeah, yeah. Give me I don't know someone. Pick your poison. Give me give me Scherzer. Give me Verland. Or like, give me someone sure. to come. Fucking Ross Stripling. Let him yeah. get freaking have fun. Yeah, yeah. he's a goofy yeah. guy. <laughs> give, me, give me someone to come on the show and just like talk about things candidly. Yeah. And I, I it, that, it's a good that's behind the curtain. Quite a bit like the Rose rotation. Um, yeah. You get, that's uh, where Chris you Rose's get show, right? Yeah. Chris yeah. Rose's show is really, really good. He can get glass now to say some pretty wild things. <laughs> um, well, funny yeah. enough, that's where we molded this whole drinking 
barroom chat that we have here off of freaking intentional talk with Chris Rose and stuff. Go. That yeah. was my idea when we started doing this. <laughs> so talk candid about baseball, however the hell we really want to do, right? Mm. Um, to flip it back a little bit, we talked about a little bit of the PR stuff going back and forth and uh, Nightingale and John Heyman getting everybody wrapped up and wound up. Uh, what was it last Tuesday night? I think it was about a week ago yeah. today. Um, Brendan, this one's first and foremost for you. Um, cause I think, I think you're a little bit more involved and targeted with this. Um, who, if anyone at this point is winning the PR battle? That's a good question. Uh, I still think the players are, um, but why would you say that though? Well, it's always in my mind been, I mean, we've all been pro player. Um, and it's, I have not seen anything from the players association that's been leaked out to media members who have fed something like MLB, the union could have gone out and gone to Nightingale or Heyman or somebody, somebody else and be like, Oh, talks are heating up really positive. Um, things are going in the right direction, but they didn't do that. It was MLB who fed that nuggets to, um, the players and, the union comes out and says, no, that's totally false. It's a very poor attempt of the owners and the commissioner um, and the league to make the players look bad when a deal hasn't been struck, um, especially when you're outed in that kind of a matter. And, and at this point, I believe the union a lot more than I do the commissioner, um, the, the all the owners and whatnot. So... I mean, at the same time, though, I mean, we're all still pro player, I believe, and trying to get your money, especially because the minimum salary for baseball players is the lowest of the big four in North America, but they play the most amount of games and it is the longest journey to get to the major leagues in NFL, NBA, NHL, you're playing. Uh, if you're drafted in the first round right away in baseball, we've seen people come up in two years, but you have to be legit to get up in two years. It's rare. Yeah. Usually you're there for maybe three, three and a half or with the service time manipulation, you might get up in your fourth year after you've been drafted. Um, so, but I mean, there are a couple more people I've seen that have kind of slowly shifted to more of a neutral ground where it's like, I mean, players, you, even today, some people were saying if the players got offered a 12 team playoff, the bonus pool money was at $30 million, which is, I think, more money than it's ever been before and the cbt went up which the mlb said it's gone up they should take that deal because a they're going to get paid more when they get theirs on minimum salary um and even if it's just a hundred thousand dollars more that's a hundred thousand extra that you can use to negotiate a bigger deal when you get to arbitration um again i still don't still don't think i'm there to fully be neutral but for some people it's slowly shifted to um you know what maybe players you should take a deal that is better than what you were offered last week. And it might be heading in that direction tonight. But yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. No, no. Uh, Craig, do you think it's coincidence that the players are um, playing their cards a little bit closer to their chest after seeing what happened with the COVID shortened season and how that PR battle turned? I, I, I bet that's weighing into it a certain amount of it, but the whole fact that, we all know, and this is public record, that the owners still made plenty of damn money during COVID, and the players <laughs> took a pay cut. Um, so there's ding number one as far as um, you know, past versus present, right? Um, <laughs> it's not that long ago. And then we talk about just even the stuff that was starting to head out of you know 
normal before that whole thing. Um, the rules that we tried to do during the COVID season that they're trying to do now, it's, there's a lot of moving pieces to the whole thing. And I think as far as um, you mentioned the PR battle a few minutes ago, that's been going on between the two pieces, right? The fact that you have guys at ESPN, like Jeff Passon, just freaking blasting <laughs> people and uh, Ken Rosenthal losing his job with major league baseball, all these things going on. It's just, I don't care what the hell certain people say anymore because they're guest men are just happy to hopefully get things going, throw, throw some mud at it and hope it sticks or just try to get some fucking tweets. I don't really know, <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's a lot going on there and a lot to unpack. And I just don't think that um, they have to not worry about, I guess COVID is still a problem and I'm not going to be the one that says it's not, but the fact that we are back to a point here where we are assuming there's going to be baseball and they're going to be even at our home in Toronto where the blue Jays are going to be having some, you know, regular everyday full capacity games are damn near close to it, that this shouldn't be part of the conversation for this collective bargaining agreement. It's, you have to assume business as usual and then react on, you know, unaccordingly. Um, so to that point where they're going right now, I just don't think that they can factor all that kind of stuff in. If you want to ban the shifts, ban the damn shifts. If you want to have the DH in both things, just get that down on paper and get that part done, figure out the money. And if we are going to have all these people like Apple, ESPN throw more money at everybody. This shouldn't even be hurting this conversation. It should only be making it better because everybody together makes more money. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I can definitely see and agree, especially with that, that last sentiment. Um, Adam, does this PR battle really benefit either side though? Yeah, I think it benefits the players. Um, really? How so? I think having perception and having public pressure, especially when it's coming from someone like uh, Passon, as Craig said, in a in a national media spotlight of ESPN, sort mm-hmm. of putting the owners on blast. Um, there's pressure. Look, you can say that the owners are these people in their towers and they're looking down. They don't really care about the public perception of them or the game. But the, at the end of the day, you kind of should. Um, cause yes, you're going to make your revenue on TV deals and stuff, but ticket sales are still a thing. Merchandise is still a thing. Concession purchases are still a thing. Like the, all these things add up. And if you're going to alienate those fans, those fans are going to alienate you. They might not alienate the game completely, but they'll find a way to stick it to you. Whether it's just like very, very, very minorly, or it's in a big way personally or what have you. They'll find a way. And right now, these owners, the perception is that they're just greedy people. Um, that might not be atypical to how they're perceived normally. Um, I'll grant that. I don't know. But right now, it seems that it's very difficult to find people that are positioned squarely on the owner's side. From my optics, I'm seeing people square, either squarely positioned on the player side or it's in the middle of just get this done, like yeah. both of you need to give. I don't really see a lot of people saying the players need to suck it up. I, I don't yeah, see a I lot of that. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing exact a lot of... exact opposite, in fact. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing mm-hmm. a lot more of the owners need to give 
And again, this is just on platforms like Twitter and Reddit and whatnot, sure. But that's your fan base. These are the diehards, right? These are the diehards that are contributing to your product, that are going to buy things for your product, your product owners. It's not just, you know, I don't know, something that's out there that everyone owns. This is a product of Major League Baseball that 30 people own. Um, So I, I do think it harms the owners a little bit more. And I, you know, thank God for... Jeff Passan, man. I, I really thank God the fresh air in that whole thing. Yeah, someone's got the balls on a platform like ESPN that's offering MLB a boatload of money for those extra two playoff teams and those extra games, Craig, as you mentioned, to come in. Praise be, man. Thank, thankfully, we have someone like him that can rip owners to shreds and speak truthfully and candidly, as we are saying. And from the heart, and I don't know how you walk away after reading that. I know we shared it in our group chat, but how you don't walk away and just being like, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. What you what what is it you've been saying at the time? Speak with your chest. Say it with <laughs> you've chest, been saying yeah. like say it with your whole chest. <laughs> yeah. Tell me how you really um, feel about it. Yeah. yeah. We we all saw or at least probably saw clips of the Rob Manford press conference um, last week. Is it the where, one I was thinking about? Where he decided uh, that he was going to cancel the first two series of the season. And then uh, MLB Network promptly cut off the press conference of the MLBPA. Um, My favorite part about it is that he came out smiling like a douche. Just, well, just saying. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's definitely some fair criticism that, that Rob Manfred took uh, coming up smiling and laughing. Um, there's some very strong opinions out there that this may be, depending on how this goes for the owners. Um, Adam, do you believe that this could be the beginning of the end for Rob Manfred? And knowing that every MLB commissioner uh, in the past has uh, been inducted into the Hall of Fame. Do you think this is the beginning of the end for Rob Manfred? And will he be in the Hall of Fame? No one, no. Pete Rose deserves it better, just saying. Yeah, (laughs) no one, no. Um, Look... All uh, Rob Manford's job is to do what the owners want him to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think they care do whether you or not think he... that the owners <laughs> would rather have somebody that's more comfortable in front of the camera and doesn't make them doesn't make an embarrassment of himself. No, I don't think they care. I think nope. they care about I think their perception is just make us the most money. I don't okay. care what you say. I don't care what you look. I don't think he's uncomfortable. I think he's just an awkward dude. I just, he's I just think, like yeah, I just think he's weird. You're right. I just think he's just socially awkward. Um, I, I don't know that he, I mean, he's a lawyer, right? So he's definitely legally savvy at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, just like Goodell, man, Goodell is a doofus. Like <laughs> people look at Goodell and, you know, there he gets booed all the time and he sort of embraces it. No one cares what Cadell has to say. He, no, everyone thinks he does a terrible job and they still watch and the owners love it because that he's making them money. That's all this comes down to. As long as money is being made amongst the 30 owners, 
I don't think they care. They're, that guy is just a puppet. He's just some guy that says, yeah. you know, this is there to say things. And if the blunder is, if blunders are made during press conferences, they're not, the owners aren't getting blamed. It's just squarely going on Manfred. And they're probably just like, you, you take the heat. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like you take the brunt of it. Good. You look like an idiot. Good. Then we could always it be should like, be easy for you. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like dinner for schmutz. Like that. That's him. That he is the guy that they invite and be like, look at this motherfucker. He's this, what? Like that's what I think they feel about him. I as long as he's making them money, who cares? They don't care. Yeah. Um, Craig, this one's for you most specifically because going into these negotiations and all through last year. Um, there seemed to be a very big rallying point on uh, that the players were going to be in it to negotiate for um, for the minor leaguers and the guys coming up. Um, personally, I haven't heard anything about any kind of substantial benefit for minor leaguers. What are you hearing? You just happen to be keep saying these things as I've been trolling through all my fun where I usually look at minor league baseball news because unbeknownst to most people today, today was the first full squad minor league at the Blue Jays camp this morning. (laughs) So um, actually, Aaron Zwelling put out an article and he says one of the things that the Blue Jays are actually doing with and it's one of the things that they're working the hardest at is finalizing minor league housing and getting around what they need to do to do that. And it's finding the right places for a while they're in the in the Dunedin area and then when they're up in Vancouver and in Buffalo and New Hampshire and finalizing the you know where they're going to go basically once they leave the Dunedin complex and disband out mm-hmm. to their you know appropriate branches and whatnot and then the next piece of that big thing is obviously who is really going to make the triple a squad because right now if there's no baseball guys i'm sorry to say that we're going to need renaming this show i think to herd watching for the first month of the season hmm. <laughs> so um but i they're really the blue jays at least are looking for 12 month commitments for their players I don't know where the rest of the Major League Baseball is doing that, but that is what Aaron Swelling wrote in this article that I was just reading through while you guys were rifling through the fun there with the other stuff. And to that, it looks like it's... I'm glad the Blue Jays are doing that. I can't speak on the, where I haven't seen... That's the first time I've read anything about it because I actually heard that they were actually possibly backtracking on that because of this whole CBA thing. And to know at least the Blue Jays are living up to their promise of doing this for the minor league players who... They forget the Blue Jays a year ago were also the ones that basically said, all minor league players, here's a raise. 50%. Yeah. <laughs> you get some money, you know. Um, they were the first ones to really bump up the minor league minimum for, you know, without even really being told to do it. And then a bunch of clubs followed suit. So that was really cool to see the Blue Jays do that. And at least at the moment, they're definitely, if not leading that idea right now, they're definitely doing a good job of doing what they had promised their minor league players. And, I'm just glad to hear that there's some things cooking down in Dunedin now. So, and mm. to the, the fact that the major league coaches are all down there, you know, those AAA pitchers are getting a little dose of hanging out with Pete Walker and figuring out what's going on. Mm. Um, you know, there's some, you know, they're all the major league coaches are there. They're paid by the teams, not by the players union. So they're all reporting and helping out all these, uh, minor league players. And, um, I forget how to pronounce his first name, but yeah, yeah, I think it's Josver Zulueta. He's been the talk of camp already as of today. So very young, uh, talented, hard-throwing arm. So 
Okay, very, very quickly to go through this stuff. We we already know Adam's uh, position on the shift, uh, so we're just going to bypass him completely on it. Um, <laughs> Denied. What do you make of the proposed rule change about the shift, Brendan? I'm and for how, it. And how, how would you like it implemented? Yeah, I'm for it. Uh, I think we kind of said a couple weeks ago when we talked about it, have to have your shortstop and your third baseman on their side of second base. You can be right behind second base as the shortstop if you want, uh, but you can't go any further. I mean, if you're fast enough, when as soon as the ball's hit, run over there uh, to the other side. You probably won't get it, but it'll increase action in the game. It'll get more people on base. Uh, and honestly, at the end of the day, it'll open up more jobs for hitters when they get older into their career because, like, I, I don't, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that got killed by the shift more than Chris Carter. Remember Chris Carter a few years back? 40 he was home playing for the Red Wings two league. years ago. Yeah. Right here in Rochester, and he couldn't get, yeah. get promoted up to the freaking Twins. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it'll definitely help get some more people, more playing time and whatnot. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm fine with uh, banning the shift or modifying the shift a little bit. Um, it'll How do you, you feel out. about the outfield shift? What was that again? What what are they proposing for the outfield shift? I haven't heard anything about it, to be honest. I just do you think that yeah there I, could be something implemented? Do you, do you think that that takes away like the four outfielders? Yeah, I yes. Well, actually, no, uh, because before the shift was a thing, really in 2012. Um, I mean, I I was at the season opener when the Toronto was at Cleveland and they had a fourth outfielder, or they brought in a fifth infielder. That is not a problem with me. If you want to risk it and go with a two-man outfield uh, and have a fifth infielder, go for it. If you want to put an outfielder uh, or an infielder in the outfield, go for it. Um, I've got no problem with that. Uh, I also have no problem with the outfielders moving around with their little like cards uh, based on tendencies. That's not a problem for me. It's when you have the right fielder immediately in front of them, the shortstop or the third baseman immediately in front of them, two other guys, to the point where, yeah, like it's so comical. It just needs to be less clogged up on the mm-hmm. first base side of the diamond. And uh, if you can eliminate that or modify it to allow some more hits, um, then by all means. Adam Joey shaking right now. He just he wants to let everything out. So we're just going to bypass that. Adam, <laughs> <laughs> and pause. Because <laughs> I'm trying to go through this quick. We do. It, there's not a lot to talk about, but there is a lot to talk about on, on lots of different points. Adam, what do you feel? How do you feel about the bigger bases? What is with the larger bases? Uh yeah. We all, we just retweeted it too. I, it's Craig. I noticed that you did. I did as well. I don't care. Fine. Like to me, these are just small little things that I'm just. If I'm the players, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. You want? Oh, I just cool. saw what you guys retweeted. Yeah, like, that's I mean, negligible. Like I don't. That's care. enough to get your foot away from the guy running, though. If you're playing at first base. Yeah. That was yeah. the first thing that I thought of. Was a it it might save some ankles at first base and might save some. Uh, shortstops or second baseman uh, digging in for a double play. Yeah. So, I, to I'm that point, it. it's basically a couple inches, lot, mm-hmm. you know, each way. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it, whatever. To me, that's just, if we're going to really have a problem with a couple of inches on a base uh, and people are really that upset about it, you need bigger problems, man. Like, you need to go out and find a bigger problem because that is just not 
one for me. Um, and so tell me how you feel about the shift. No, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll save that. I'm not even going to talk on that. But, Brennan, to your point, uh, if they do ban the shift and they're going to do it in 2023, Gallo is going to be hitting like 350. Gallo will be a yeah. free agent then, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of ironic. He's yeah. going to be hitting. Correct. Uh, Pitch clock stuff. Uh, it, it seems like that is going to be more of a prominent thing. What do you make of the pitch clock? Fuck the pitch clock. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what if Rafael Delis becomes a starter? Okay, so this is my problem with the whole pitch <laughs> clock thing, right? I don't, at the major league level, let them do what the fuck they want. They're breeding players through the whole minor league system to have that pitch clock, right? Mm. They're going to get up there, and if they all of a sudden have all the time in the world, they've already got the repertoire to be able to run into it with that 30 seconds or whatever the hell it is to be able to just kind of go. I don't see what's the difference between sitting and maybe it's because I was more of a middle infielder my whole time I played baseball. If I have 10 minutes to sit there and get ready to throw a pitch or if I have 30 seconds, <laughs> one one way or the other, it's still to hurry up and figure out how to throw the ball toward home plate and make sure you get the right momentum and build up to it. It's time to start your delivery, not I already had to deliver it in that time frame, right? It's just kind of like to me, if they wanted to make it a little longer at the major league level, but they're already working on it so well and efficiently at the minor league system. I just think it's one of those things that they've, they've already integrated it. So it's kind of to the point if they do it at the major league level, it's not going to be any added or lost to me. But to that point, I think if you're pay- getting paid to be at the highest level that you should be playing to whatever the heck your strength could be. And maybe you do need that 45 seconds and maybe you're not Mark Burley that needs two seconds, you know, <laughs> whatever it might be. As long as they're not sitting out there, is Jabba Chamberlain that used to take nine years in the Yankee uniform that used to come mm-hmm. out of the bullpen and like throw the ball like, after, like every five minutes it felt like. <laughs> a long time. Yeah. So I don't need any Java rules coming out of the bullpen and taking nine years to be able to do that. But that, to me, the, the the biggest thing of the whole thing with the pitch clock to me is if you're talking about having to time pitchers for that kind of thing, it's just that's the stupidest way to get time back to shorten the game. Yeah. How much is that actually <laughs> in the long run during a game? I don't think Not it's much. Safe, like what, two minutes? That's yeah. maybe it. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm very much where you are, Craig. When you get to the big leagues, if you're already groomed and become a pitcher that has to work somewhat quickly, play to your strengths. But at the end of the day, Mark Burley was better the quicker he pitched. Whereas some pitchers are Proven. better the slower they go. Like Hunjin Ryu is quite slow yeah. on the mound. And up until the second half of this past year, ace-level guy uh, who can go through and, and do that. So when you get to the bigs, do what makes you successful and gets you paid and $20 million a year like Ryu did. Yeah, bingo. The, the guys on, what's their podcast called? Uh, Baseball Today. That that one's with Chris Rose and Trevor Plouffe. Um, they, were, they were saying today that like if you eliminate the shift and you actually get more offense, nobody's going to care if the game is two hours and 45 minutes or right. three hours. Yeah, nobody's going to care as long as there's offense. Yeah, because that's what sells and that's what keeps interest. And to that uh, point right now, if you're going to have any kind of a clock, it should be on how much time you have to freaking shift because they spend 10 years, I feel like, walking across the field at that point. Yeah, actually. Yep. So, yep. When you have yep. to bring the third baseman all the way over first base. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 
You get 20 seconds to move your players around. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I couldn't agree more. Um, There's been a lot of talk and a lot of conditions on different things, whether it's with the CBT or um, with the the bonus pool or or what have you. Um, In regards to playoffs and playoff teams and how many teams are going to be in the, in the playoffs. The owners seem to want 14. Uh, the reason behind that is solely to do on games and revenue generated because of it. Um, the players want to stick to 12. Um, it sounds like in any case that happens, we're going to get expanded playoffs. Uh, Brandon 14, 12, Back yep. to 10? Does it I'm matter? Okay. I'm okay with 12 uh, after thinking about it. That's just one extra per league that get in, and that would have had the Blue Jays in this past year. Uh, but you going through and thinking about it, it's NFL style before the NFL moved to a seventh team in each league where the top two division winners got a buy, and they go right into the divisional round. Whereas um, the, I guess, the third place division winner, so the worst of the three divisions, uh, and then three wild cards go at it. So division winner three versus the lowest wild card, and then essentially a wild card three game series uh, against the teams that normally would have had the one gamer. Um, so that benefits the both of those teams. It benefits the last team to get in because they get to play a series. Um, yeah. And in my mind, some people thought that that wasn't enough incentive for a 162, but in my mind, it's more incentive over 162 you want to be the top two you want that by right into a five game series and Mm -hmm. if a wild card team gets hot and barely sneaks in and you want a crap division like the al central maybe you're out and you just weren't good enough throughout the course of the season so i have no problem with that i just can't see how 14 teams gets incentivized uh enough over 162 after thinking about it because they're talking about just the top uh, divi- or the, I guess the the winner of the American League or the first place team in American League gets the bye right into the divisional round, and then the other six teams play off of each other, and the division winners get a ghost win is what they're proposing. That is the mm-hmm. dumbest shit I've ever heard of in my life. I'm yep. sorry. Like at the end of the day, owners want more revenue with more playoff teams, but if you already give a team a ghost win and you're significantly better than a 500 team, it's one game and you're done. There's no difference yeah, to that yeah. wild card round mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Sure, it maybe fills up ballparks for teams who are middling around 500 and might get in, might not get in in September and keeps a minute longer. But at the end of the day, what have you really changed in terms of like the playoff structure? There's not enough incentive for that. I think 12 is the perfect balance. However, it does really seem like to get any significant movement on this deal that 14 teams is the biggest chip the players union has, and they will only give it to them if they get some more movement on their side. I just hope that they come to an agreement on 12 teams because I think 12 teams is great. I'd have no problem with that. Adam, where are you on this? And to expand on that just a little bit, there's been talk about um, once getting into the playoffs, maybe that third if it is 12 teams getting in, maybe that third division winner um, gets to pick who they play. What do you make of that? Because I could, I could see, I could see um, rivals wanting to play each other. I could see them not wanting to play each other. I could see a team 
needing a win to get in and say they burn, say the Yankees are battling for a playoff spot and they've already burned Garrett Cole the day before to get in the playoffs. But then Chris Sale is waiting for you. If the Red Sox have gotten in, who would you <clears> rather <throat> face? Do you see an advantage to that? Um, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of strategy involved when it comes to picking your opponent. Um, I just wouldn't like to see consecutive years of that. You said the third place team, right? Picking, mm-hmm. um, always picking the the worst team, right? If they made it interesting and be like, but you can't pick the worst of the bunch, then I'd be like, oh, now this is now you got to really think about it, right? Now you got to really have some strategy behind it. I think that added wrinkle would be cool. Um, otherwise, I think it's. I mean, what are they going to do? Have like a LeBron type of the decision thing for the team? <laughs> like have this sort of, I don't know, maybe leave it up to the fans. It would, and have it, a- would it would draw eyeballs from at least four, four fan bases. Yeah. Yeah. Or do a poll like irrespective of what the team's decision would be. Right. So you'd be like, who do you think should play? And like, maybe that would, you know, act maybe influence revenue or something. I don't know. Influence eyeballs. But, um, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, like it's it's very unconventional, right? It's it's unorthodox for uh, a, a playoff team to be able to sit there and pick and choose their opponent. But if you want to separate yourself from all the other leagues, and it becomes successful, it could be really fun, and you might start a trend in other leagues. Who knows? I I don't have an issue with it. Where are you at, Craig? Uh, I I'm with. I, I think it has to be the 12 teams. I, and I honestly, the reason I love this whole idea of even expanding the playoffs is I think that the wild card teams right now still have too easy of a momentum to, you know, just get on the horse and run with it through the playoffs. And I'm just going to throw this out there. The Miami Marlins have done it twice. Never won a division in took it to either of those world series. Is this is going to put that extra hurdle in for those teams that are the quote unquote outside looking in candidate candidate to, either prove that they deserve to be in that ball game or just fizzle out. Like, you know, you would expect them to be, and you'll get more of the teams that were bludgeoning people all season. That were the real division winners having a chance to be facing the proper teams and, you know, make October the way it's supposed to be in major league baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think going to the 14 is just nuts. I, yeah, I just, I know why they want to do it, but I can see why the players are full on pushing back on the whole idea because it's taking part of the competitive part out of baseball and just literally throwing meaningless, meaningless games into where the teams that are expecting to be playing in playoffs should have maybe already started playing the playoffs, you know, mm-hmm. it's just more rounds, more monotony. If you have that many teams, guys, what we talk, we're talking like, what are we going to be done by done with the world series by December? I know. <laughs> It would go. I mean, it would most certainly go into November. Let me let me add this wrinkle in there because this is on the table, and at least in discussions, not for the CBA, but um, just what if they added two more teams? Like, what if they legit did a Montreal and a Tennessee? Yeah. Then then I yeah. would bring the idea of fourteen back to it. We only got you know that mm-hmm. makes the right. It's more like football at that point. That won't happen. That won't happen for another five years, and that's when the next CBA. That's the next law. Okay. Yeah. Correct. So. So if that happens, I'm fine. If you have 32 teams, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. With I agree. I, I could see that. Let's bring this back to some actual Blue Jays uh, relevancy. We'll call it that. 
Um, Craig, we'll start with you here. Uh-oh. How do you, if, if games are lost, and depending on how many are lost, that that's also the question. Because Gabriel Mourinho cannot be in minor league camp right now, how does this set his development back? That honestly is the biggest shame right now as, a, as for a Toronto Blue Jay player is not getting to see him play with the, the Buffalo Bisons like he would intend to be how this season is going to start up. Um, be, the guys that are, and for everybody that just happens to be listening tonight that doesn't know how this whole thing works is basically you're part of the players union if you're on the 40-man roster. You don't have to be officially on the 26-man roster right now for the Toronto Blue Jays, but if you're somebody like Gabriel Moreno that's young and would have been eligible for the 40, you know, the uh, Rule 5 draft last season, the Blue Jays put him on the 40-man roster. They protected him. And to that point, well thought out to be a great idea at this point. Looks like a slam dunk going forward. But this whole group that we're talking here right now, that all of us, we've been talking about how Gabriel Moreno is probably the guy that's going to come in and steal the show at catcher, whether it's he's tasted from Kirk Jansen or McGuire. Somebody in that equation is falling off in a trade. Who knows which it is? We've talked various amounts of who actually has the trade value, but the guy that is expected to actually be the guy on the top of that mountain by the end of this whole thing is Gabriel Moreno. And after he just destroyed the Arizona Fall League this year, and you were expecting him to be able to run right into the season with all that good momentum, and it's just been came to a screeching halt because he couldn't even go to the Dunedin and just do the offseason, you know, grind just in hanging out down there with whatever other Blue Jay players wanted to go down there and train. Everything has been dead in the water if you were a 40-man roster player. And I think it, I retweeted right before the show is that the only reason guys like even George Springer are getting their work in is they're just going to random places and freaking getting somebody to throw a ball to them and <laughs> shell some. Mm-hmm. Somebody took some video. Uh, I didn't know where it was from of George Springer taking cuts um, that we retweeted right in the middle of the show. But that's that's what Gabriel Moreno is doing right now. Okay, I'm pretty sure he can hit his high school coach. <laughs> you know, I'm not thinking that's a problem to him, but he needs to get that next stage to develop and properly be ready to p- run into a major league season. Because in all reality, he was probably going to end up with a team at some point this year because his service time's already started. It's silly. If he's ready and he's doing as good as he's been doing, he should be with the major league club, finding a way to help contribute to a possible Blue Jays postseason and World Series run. And now he can't do it. It's probably going to send him back to where the all-star break is at the minimum. Brendan, that's where I'm going to go with this question as well then. Um, Brendan, if this lockout, say games don't start until June 1st, do we mm-hmm. see Mourinho in a Blue Jays uniform this year? I'd be surprised. Um, and again, I think that this one reason why it's so frustrating, this lockout right now, like I don't think we'd all be as upset if we were fans of the Pittsburgh Pirates or the Baltimore Orioles or the Miami Marlins um, if we were in that. This was our year. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but this year. Miami could be sneaky good this year. They could. Mm-hmm. They definitely have the rotation pieces. There's no doubt about it. But again, they still don't spend money. And their owner is probably one of the eight that keep on voting down uh, any counter proposal from the players. But I don't, I, again, 
I know it's probably a bit of bias and whatnot, but I really don't think that there's a team more affected by this than the Blue Jays because of guys who are coming up through the system, the momentum that Moreno had last year, the momentum that other guys through the system finished the minor league season with, plus the fact if you miss games or if it's absolutely worst case, and well, even if you miss games, it's still pretty worst case because that's just less of Lad and Bo before you have to pay them big money. This was the year they had the most financial flexibility to add more guys on one or two year deals or make a trade for Jose Ramirez on an expiring contract in two years. If you lose any sort of games, you're just one year closer to not having as much flexibility to get as good and bring in those superstars. Um, yeah, I, if it starts June 1st, I, I doubt it. Uh, probably see him next year at that point. But if they can get a deal done, and Adam, I noticed you saw this on Twitter. Yep. It looks like there's been a little bit more movement on the MLB side towards the players on the CBT, CBT. Uh, which is good to see. But, I mean, obviously still strings attached that the players probably don't like. But if they come to a deal and maybe you just miss April and you start early May or even late April, then I think you see him here maybe by August or September. Adam, is there anybody, and I know this is probably putting you very much on the spot uh, without really thinking or doing any kind of research about this. Is there anybody else on the 40-man roster that this affects more than Mourinho? Oh, geez. I have no idea. <laughs> Pearson. Like, I was going oh, yeah. to say maybe Pearson or yeah. even Manoa, to be honest. Um, I don't know that it really affects Manoa. Not. Not in um, not in a development, but maybe routine. Uh, that maybe he hasn't developed a good routine to being in the in major leagues yet. Uh, I'm, or maybe that I, plays to his advantage. Yeah, I have faith in him. I, I don't. I, I think Pearson would be a bigger question mark because. You know, you're riding on a lot of bounce back for him. And I, I, I would imagine that there's not much rope given to him um, if he gets hurt early or if he's not stretched out properly or if the Blue Jays have no idea where to put him. Um, he has an opportunity right now, if this were never to happen, uh, to claim a fifth starter spot. Right. Yeah. And that's not a given for him right now. And if he's not out guns blazing in spring training, whenever that may be, um, mm, it could yeah. work to his detriment. You know, he could be part of a package for Ramirez. Who knows? I'm just, I, I, I don't see this hurting Manoa as much as it would uh, a Nate Pearson. Okay. Um, I, may I interject on that whole yeah. thing? Um, I think it, the biggest person... I think the person that honestly, the people that it actually nails the worst on this whole thing is the fact that we have a lot of guys who are bouncing back. Um, yeah. you're, you were hoping that Kevin Biggio was going to come into camp and set the world on fire this year to, you know, make Adam happy up here. <laughs> you got guys like, ah, uh, oh, crap. Why am I like hatch? That's looking to come back. Anthony K was always dancing on the line. Uh, Ryan Barucki is coming back to hopefully health and be able to jump in and be the lefty in our bullpen. Julian mm-hmm. Merriweather that's always hurt needs to show up and prove something. There's a lot of those guys on this 40 man roster that, really needed spring training to be able to do that. And if they're not going to have the time to get ready for those games, to be able to impress somebody, mm-hmm. maybe they get lucky, but the chances of it, you know, take that step back that they're now going to have to prove themselves in Buffalo or even New Hampshire, depending on where they end up landing. Mm-hmm. Oh, Greg, even a full season of George Springer was good enough to look forward to as well. Yeah. 
Exactly. That's <laughs> most yeah, season of George Springer almost makes up for losing Marcus Semyon in yeah, a lot of people's ass. If you get that plus bounce back from Biggio, you might be able to make up that war, right, from those two guys. Bounce back plus yeah. full season as George. Brendan, Especially when you made the Gosman move to, you know, offset the other Robbie Ray, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Stop that. Uh, Brendan, this last one's for you, uh, and, and we'll throw it around the horn. Uh, if a deal, I very hypothetically now, if a deal gets done tonight or whenever it gets done, how long after the CBA is finalized do the Blue Jays make a move, and what is that move first? Uh, that's a great question. Yeah, I would not be surprised if it, is. it feels like it'd be probably 10 minutes right after the lockout's lifted and you can talk to players again. Look, back channel shit happens all the time in absolutely every single week. Every Freeman single... was going to the Rays this exactly. week. Exactly. Yeah, so, there you go. Didn't they, see that happening. Well, uh, that was a Heyman tweet as well. So yeah, yeah, it was bullshit. Take, Got it. Take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I mean, they'll probably go back and pick up negotiations that were started before the lockout happened. Like, I'm pretty sure it was reported that they did take it down right before the lockout with one player. I'm not sure. Obviously, we don't know who that is. Um, in terms of where I think it goes, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, for, if it's for another starter at first, just so that Stripling doesn't necessarily have to open up as the five, even though I'd be fine if he does. Because mm. uh, once he fixed his mechanics last year, Stripling was quite good. Uh, for about a two, three month stretch before he hurt himself. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if the first order of business is a fifth starter or just a back end starter that can compete with Stripling, uh, compete with Pearson uh, and others to round up the rotation and build off of that what could be a great top four of the rotation. So that's where I would go with that one. And I was just thinking a little bit just off tweets I've seen retweeted onto my feed. There's a couple. One person was saying this the, the Apple deal is just the tip of the iceberg for what MLB mm. has um, in, in the stream for revenue. And it, the only reason why it got out mm. was because Apple announced it at one of their events. Um, so that got that's leaked. been a long that's been a long time coming. It, it, it's yeah. not just a thing that happened today. Exactly. It's not the playoff exactly. game thing. Yeah. Yeah. hundred um, percent. And there's more. And the, uh, the other thing I read was that. Some people on the MLB side are getting really frustrated uh, that details of the negotiations keep on getting out to the public on Twitter. Um, And so you can see probably in that case some fan pressure uh, affecting MLB and wanting to know. All that to me screams that maybe they're finally serious about getting something done. The biggest sign after thinking about it is games canceled last week now they can magically play 162 again yeah it will be deep down knows that losing any games this season will be detrimental to the sport even mm-hmm. if you play 140 120 that still will hurt the sport so that's uh that's what i gotta say i a long-winded way of saying i hope it's done i hope it's done tonight or tomorrow because the blue jays will make moves very fast after uh after a deal's done uh craig to you that original question of uh how fast does ross atkins uh jump the hurdle there and make a deal and what is that deal i guess it ends up being really really quick and honestly i wonder if the freddie freeman deal was what really took it down to the end of the wire there and there was just too much smoke to that whole thing to to not you know not be an actual fire ready to go a little bit to me i it all caught off all by surprise 
I wasn't thinking Freddie Freeman, but I'm sure a shit not going to complain about Freddie Freeman. <laughs> He'll find a place for him in this roster somewhere. Um, but to me, that that it was one of those next domino moves that I feel like they had ready and queued up to go. And I can't think of anybody that was on the free agent market that would have been that giant splash of a guy to trigger three or four other moves outside of that news for Freddie Freeman. Um, mm. If it was that trade that we've been all rumoring with Cleveland for months, year, whatever the hell you want to call it, I feel like there would have been other things talking about. We would have heard more to that point if it was a trade. I feel like it was a free agent signing, and it seemed like it was going to be a big deal, especially if we're hearing the fact that you know the Rays were in on um, Freddie Freeman. The Braves obviously put in an offer. The Yankees were kind of dipping their toes in it. You know what I mean? There was just... There was mm-hmm. too much talk around the Freddie Freeman thing all of a sudden for me to think that it wasn't Freddie Freeman. But maybe I just want to see Freddie Freeman be that awesome lefty bat and be another guy that just mashes <laughs> from the left mm-hmm. side of the plate. Um, that balances our lineup out infinitely nicely. From a, and then we'll figure out the position thing, I think, at this point. And that's, yeah. a, good, that's a good problem to have. The rest happens. But I'm with the last quick. words of the night. Go ahead. Uh, trade would probably happen immediately. You saw, again, th- this all, the whole lockout, everything is drawing up conversations when it comes to interest in the game and rejuvenating interest in the game, right? And as Brendan was talking about earlier, th- about back-channeling and whatnot, there are, there are deals that are done, Right sure. now, I can guarantee you there are deals done, and all they need to do is that is have the MLB say we are reinstating everything, everything's good to go, and it's going to be a rush. Yes. And you saw today. There's going to be an emergency the, show. You no, know, probably. You saw today the <laughs> rush of, of interest. Back to back, to back. Yeah, in March, when it came to the NFL, right? Russell Wilson got traded. Aaron Rodgers resigned. There was just you know people being franchise tags and people getting let go. And this is in March with the NFL. Everyone yeah. was talking about it. You have that many trades, uh, signings, whatever, with the MLB. As soon as things are lifted, it's going to be a media blitz. And there's going to be just months of content that w- we weren't able to have. Now we will. Um, We're gonna, not going to know what to do with it. <laughs> I think that in and of itself, especially if you have this sort of, you know, clusterfuck of signings and trades and whatnot, you're going to have immediate interest from people because it's going to be all over the Twitter sphere. People are going to be like, yes. whoa, whoa, what's going on? What's happening? There's just going to be curiosity and interest immediately, just naturally. Um, so I think you're going to see mm. a lot of things done immediately and i think that's what the mlb wants i think they want those types of headlines i think they want that sort of social media interest and the conversations happening and they should and they should want that and i think it's good for the game i think it's good for you know just the overall interest in rejuvenating that and if you have that sort of immediate blitz of you know coverage of trades and whatnot it's sort of i don't want to say immediately People will still have it lingered, but it's sort of like band-aids what we've been through for the past mm-hmm. couple months. I feel people would be like, ah, that sucked, but look what's happening right now. It's like that shiny thing in front of you. Like, yes. hey, look at this. Don't pay attention to all that. A lot would be forgotten. Yes. And yeah. forgiven immediately. Mm. So I think immediately. I 162. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, 
I think that's a good place to wrap it up for tonight before we get too, too long. Uh, once again, I want to shout out Stadium Scene, Jay's Journal. Uh, go check both of them out. They're doing wonderful things uh, and helping us grow, which uh, which is amazing. And if uh, anybody listening can help us grow, make sure you uh, give us a like, give us a follow on Twitter, at JaybirdWatching. Uh, you can find all of us as well. I, I'm not going to go through the embarrassment of trying to figure out what all of our handles are because sure. uh, <laughs> I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, something yeah. at Glorious Beer. People. Uh, whatever. Um, yeah, uh, so one last thing that that I'm, I'm going to throw out there as well um, is that uh, minor baseball and minor softball signups are going on just about everywhere right now in air. Go, especially in air um go sign your kids up because we need to preserve the game and try to grow it as much as we can and mlb isn't doing itself any favors by trying to grow the game right now so go out there do it uh and most importantly once you do sign your kids up or sign somebody up get out there and volunteer because there's too many places that need the volunteers to uh make these things happen for kids and to grow the game and hey you might even end up enjoying yourself out there uh so go out there and do it it's fun uh we'll wrap this up like the boys do every time with the two claps and a rick flair let's get it one two three let's go blue jays end it the line Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.